Welcome to the Art of Alchemy podcast with me, Natasha de Grunwald. In this podcast, we will be looking at all of the gifts that life brings you and how a shift in perspective, even if it's just 1%, can create an absolutely different experience of your life. We will be looking at inner leadership and how you can always open up to the river of wisdom and inspiration that life brings. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Art of Alchemy podcast. It's Natasha here. I hope you are having a beautiful week and doing really well. I want to make this a short and snappy episode which <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I always, I often think that, sometimes say that and end up really loving the sound of my own voice and enjoying sharing my thoughts with you. So sometimes I go on a bit longer than I had planned, but today I'm trying to keep it short and snappy. I want to talk to you about the breath and I want to talk to you about how you can start breathing in a more functional and healthy way and why that is important. So as a breathwork facilitator and as someone that teaches people functional breathing and a couple of other types of breathwork in the toxic release method, what I find myself doing more often than I probably should is observing how people are breathing. It's so fascinating. And having done this for a a long while, what I see is that no one is breathing particularly well. And I know why that is. When you are born, the first breath that you take, you are born into a stressful environment. You are born into the world and that journey itself causes stress in the body. Coming out of that beautiful in the spa that your mother created for you in the womb, (laughs) that beautiful place of comfort and warmth where you floated around. You know, you come out, you've made this really quite an intense journey, whether it was through a C-section or a vaginal birth, you made a journey into the world. And that first breath that you took was one that happened because you were stressed, because you were shocked, because suddenly you were in a completely different environment. And even though, you know, we are hardwired to be born and our bodies know what to do with the journey as we come down the birth canal and all the rest of it, it doesn't take away from the fact that that first entrance into the world is a surprise. And in that moment, as your body is in, is in that shock, is in that surprised state, your breath is affected. Um, So your first breath is one of stress. Even if you've had the most beautiful water birth, and you've come out of that womb spa (laughs) into a beautiful pool of water, and then you've been allowed to have the cord cut when your body chose for that moment to happen, 
And I'm going to talk about that in just a second, because some of you might not have a clue what I'm talking about here. Even if it was the most beautiful of births, still coming into the bright light, still feeling the air against your skin, you're, you know, being held by someone for the first time, anything that happened in your birth experience, and some of you might have had very traumatic birth experiences, whatever your birth was like, your first breath was coming from a place of you being in a state of surprise or shock. And so from that moment on, the way that you breathe is influenced by that first breath, unless you learn how to breathe differently, which is something I highly recommend. And I'm going to I'm going to talk it through briefly here for you. So you start to explore what that might be like in your own body, breathing in a different way. And for any of you that are really fascinated by the breath and you want to be able to help other people breathe in a healthy way and work with the breath, which is just the most phenomenal way of working with your clients, I highly recommend it. then you can always, you know, reach out to me and we can talk about whether you're right fit for the toxic release method. So when I mentioned a moment ago about the cord being cut, I am actually going to get one of my mentors onto this podcast to talk about this in more detail. But just to give you a little summary of what I was mentioning earlier, When a baby is born and they are connected to the mother via the umbilicus, the umbilical cord, this is so fascinating. It is actually the baby's body that is regulating what it needs to receive through the umbilical cord. And so it is the the baby's body that knows when it is ready to have the cord cut. So often, especially these days when birth is like um, a conveyor belt situation and there's no time, you know, everything has to happen quickly. Like let's get the baby out, let's cut the cord, let's wheel the mum out of the delivery suite and back to her ward or, you know, maybe you were lucky and it was a home birth situation, but still, there's often like a hurry. And in that hurry, the cord gets cut. But in an ideal world, it would be the baby's body would actually decide when that cord needed to stop pulsating and when the baby is ready for that first breath. That is when the cord should be cut. But it's often not the case. I remember that was definitely on my birth plan. All those years ago, 20 years ago, uh, 21 nearly, um, you know, I had beautiful plans for my daughter's birth. It was going to be a home birth. We were going to let the cord stop pulsating naturally because that would allow her nervous system to regulate exactly when that cord was, when she was ready to have that separation. 
But that didn't happen because sadly I ended up with a C-section. However, in an ideal world, and I think more and more people are doing this now, but if you've never come across this before, it's very unlikely if you're, you know, in your 50s or 40s or even it's very unlikely that that would have been a thing for you if you're an adult listening to this. But if you are someone who's given birth recently or you're pregnant, perhaps this is something that you've come across because it is more widely known about these days. But you'd probably have to really advocate for yourself for that to be part of what happens when you give birth. However, it's quite amazing, isn't it, that the baby knows when they are ready for that first separation, when they're ready for that first breath, when they're ready to be a separate, to be separate from their mum. I find that so amazing that our bodies do that. And if they're given a chance, that would always create a more regulated nervous system, that slowness, that being ready, that being ready for that first step. So that is what I was referring to earlier. And as I say, I will talk in more depth about that because it's so fascinating. And there's more layers to that than I'm talking about here today, because really I just wanted to talk to you about your first breath and just bring it to your attention that you may not have been breathing in the most functional of ways your whole life. And yet, of course, you know, you are breathing and it's quite amazing what the body does with not always the most perfect of circumstances, like how good are we at functioning, even you know, in a dysfunctional way. We're quite amazing, aren't we? How adaptive we are to experience and trauma and, you know, function. You know, it's amazing. However, when you do start breathing in a more functional way, the physiological processes that your body gets to experience is is just incredible. So, you know, breathing properly with a beautiful deep breath and breathing probably more slowly than you might be regularly breathing in your in your functional stroke dysfunctional way um allows, you know, organs to be massaged, it creates more um slide and glide in the in the layers of fascia of which there are many it will regulate hormones it will help to regulate your nervous system i mean the list is endless there'll be a, a more healthy balance of the co2 and o2 and other biochemical exchanges in your body Breathing properly can increase performance, increase pleasure. I mean, the list is endless and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I did say I was going to make this a short and snappy episode and I can feel that I am starting to go off on a tangent. So (laughs) bringing it back to how can you breathe more functionally? I'm going to keep this really simple because I 
you know, there there are always layers, but just as a as a basic layer for you to go away and explore in your own body. When you take a deep breath in, ideally through your nose, your belly should get bigger. Now, many of us are holding on tight to our bellies, try and give us, <laughs> try and give us abs, try and give us a nice flat belly. So we hold on to our bellies through tension. On the inhale, I want you to relax your belly. I mean, I want you to relax your bellies anyway, because it's not good to hold our bodies in tension. But when you take a beautiful, deep inhale, let that belly soften, let it expand. And you might want to do a few of these with your eyes closed. So you breathe in, you let your belly expand, let it become a great, big, beautiful, big Buddha belly. And at the same time, see if you can visualize your back in the same area as your belly, so the back of your body, your lumbar spine, your lower back. See if you can imagine that also expanding. And then exhale. Some of you may have been holding your breath. Exhale and just imagine all of that coming back to center. So your big belly becomes smaller again. On the next inhale, bring your focus to your ribs, your side ribs, your front ribs, your back ribs, that sort of 3D rib cage. And see if you can, as you breathe in, allow your rib cage to expand away from your midline. So it's like as you breathe in, everything becomes bigger. You become bigger. Your, your body expands, reaching out into the ethers. And again, as you breathe out, everything comes back to center. And practice that a few times, the belly and then the ribs. Taking some breaths. And just see how much focus you can put on that expansion and contraction. And then the final thing I'll talk you through here is that you are going to allow your chest, your upper chest, to lift and drop, to also expand and contract. So it's like a lifting, dropping, expanding, contracting. Now, I don't want to go into too much detail here because I think that's enough for you to be playing with and practicing. But try and keep the rhythm being that the inhale starts at the belly and becomes the rib, becomes the chest. One of the things I've noticed so much is people taking an inhale. And the thing that I, I see, I observe, is that the inhale is starting with the chest. We don't really want that. We want it to start with a belly breath. So what I want you to do is go really gently. Okay, you don't have to take great big breaths. I know for some people who haven't been breathing properly, 
even focusing on the breath in this way can make you feel kind of panicky, can make you feel like you can't do it, can make you feel short of breath. So just start gently, just maybe take three breaths, three gentle breaths, because we're not always looking for the biggest breath, the biggest expansion of the belly, the biggest expansion of the ribcage, the the highest lift of the chest. Sometimes if you've been really shallow and fast breathing your whole life, you know, this could make you feel quite panicky. So just take maybe three breaths, gentle breaths, and just look for the tiny movements in your belly, the tiny movements in your ribcage, the tiny movements in your chest. Take it slow, okay, and make this a practice. And for any of you that really want to do this and want to be better breathers because maybe you've got a continuous headache, maybe your energy levels are really low, maybe going for a walk exhausts you. These will be signs that you're not breathing properly. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you're not sleeping well. Maybe your hormones are not regulated. Maybe you've got pain in your body that won't go away no matter what happens. Like there's so many things that we can address through proper breathing. And I do really highly recommend that you work with someone who does functional breath. Now, I have lots of people going through the toxic release method training at the moment, many of whom (laughs) want to do case studies. So if you're on a low income, if you are very curious to explore this, if you just want to book in and have a one-to-one with someone, you can get in touch with me. I'd be very happy to put you in touch with some of the people that are training with me. Um, You can also book in with me for a one-to-one I do see clients. And if you are a practitioner and you want to learn how to do this work with your clients and you want to learn a bit of coaching and you want to learn about touch and all the other beautiful things I teach in the toxic release method, then please do get in touch with me. Come and say hi on Instagram, Natasha.DeGrunvold. Come and tell me how it feels to breathe in this different way. And let me know how you've benefited from listening to this episode. Please share the episode with people that you know could really benefit health-wise from listening to this. And yeah, I'm always, always, always keen to get to know my listeners. And I really appreciate those of you that have reached out to me and that have let me know how these episodes are landing with you and how you're finding them helpful. So I think I did quite well. That was quite a nice, short, snappy episode, which is what I promised. Um, I am sending you all so much love. I mean, really looking forward to to hearing how the the breathing is going for you. And I will see you very soon in the next episode. Lots of love. Bye.